0: Hi, folks, it's Rick Wilson, and welcome to The Daily Beast's the new abnormal.
1: Hi, I'm Molly Jongfast, a left wing pundit and editor at large at The Daily Beast.
0: I'm also an editor at The Daily Beast, a former Republican political strategist, best selling author, and full time troublemaker. We're here to have fun, sharp conversations with some of the smartest people in media, politics, business, and science that help make what's happening in the country and the world clearer.
1: I'll try to keep Rick to the minimum number of F bombs and try to keep our kids, pets, and other wildlife sounds from envisioning. Our
0: respect. Good evening, America. It's 1225 AM on Friday morning, and I'm joined tonight by Tim Miller and Molly Jong-Fast, and we have just seen four hours of sweaty, Castro-esque speechmaking that we'll not soon forget. It's a night that has left us all with the conclusion that the only thing this show can be is one long fuck that guy. And somehow, I don't think America will object. So, welcoming Tim Miller to the show tonight. About damn time. tonight we'll be posing our questions in the form of a fuck that guy let's lead off with america's sweetheart shall we what did you guys think of ivanka first off i'm just going to make a bitchy fashion remark leggings at the white house Hello? The fuck?
1: Well, I don't know. You don't know they were leggings. I mean, not that this is like the most important thing to be worrying about, but I, it was like some kind of black pantsuit, No, I, I
0: think they were more leggings. I'm just, I I, I know jeggings? we have- a, Could they have been jeggings? They could have jegging. been jeggings. They could have been Well, jegging. I'm wearing jorts right now, so you know.
1: I mean, <laughs> I wrote a piece about it today while it was going on, which is up already.
0: Is it on thedailybeast.com?
1: It's on thedailybeast.com. Okay. I mean, the thing with her that I'm always so impressed by is that- she uses many words all of them are words some of them are said <laughs> and she has this like amazing mckinsey doublespeak. she went to chapin and she went to pen and she just very good at like corporate work talk in a way that is like horrific you say a lot well you say a lot, but not, no actual things. Tonight she was jubilant and excited, and she said to judge her father on his results.
2: I know this is supposed to be all fucked that, guys, but I do want to give her one com- compliment, uh, and that is that she outshone her dad tonight, which I don't think was expected. I was all I was surprised to learn though after three and a half years that she's the co president. Right? <laughs> Did you I, notice I, that I, you I notice that,
0: that that set up the handoff of the baton yeah. tonight?
2: I didn't know that we had co presidents here. I thought there was only just one. I, in particular, there was one time where she was like, and the president asked Secretary of Agriculture David Perdue and his daughter, me, <laughs> <laughs> like, to take the lead on. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Um, right. <laughs> There's a lot of lies. I mean, she was very, she was painting a picture of the president that doesn't exist. But I thought the lie that really stood out to me was when she talked about how much he loves his grandchildren. <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> that was the one too, because he had built a model of the White and House. The Legos are
2: still there. It's like yeah. How kind of much? Like, I, I'll put a nice steak dinner on the fact that he can't name all of her kids. I mean, there's no
1: Absolutely way. not. There's no way. There's no way. He has a lot of grandchildren.
0: He's had quite a few families. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: but donnie jr has like 15
2: kids (laughs) is that right that's what i'm saying who would know i mean the
1: hunting one right nobody talks
2: about his grandkids a lot like certain people you know discussing their grandkids as part of their thing i can't ever
1: recall donald mentioning a grandchild or we twice have now had mary trump on and she is pretty much like there i said well he really loves jr right and she said, no, I think he thinks they're all idiots, except for Ivanka, who he has this weird thing with. I
2: learned tonight, somebody tweeted this me, that he didn't want to name Junior Donald because he was yes. worried he would be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: the, Too late. <laughs> the irony. But you know what's interesting about Junior? I did think tonight, Ivanka is an idiot, and she is absolutely, unequivocally, the smartest of all of the kids.
2: That is true, but here's the problem. is Ivanka's speech was a direct conflict to Junior's speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 like, <laughs> yes. and like Junior is the one that's in touch with the people <laughs> that are voting for Donald. Like, let's be honest. And so, that was very noteworthy, that, you know, she was talking about emptying the prisons, and uh, Junior was talking about filling them.
0: Yeah, but Junior, Junior <laughs> speaks fluent dick, and so he's going to be the one <laughs> that the fox audience will gravitate to in 24 and they'll say donald was robbed we've got to have our revenge
1: but what's interesting about junior is like all anyone talked about from junior speech and i mean maybe they're talking about different things in the gateway pundit slack channel but <laughs> the people i know
0: molly it's the gateway pundit slack jaw channel <laughs> exactly
1: but all the people i know are talking about like what drugs did junior do before his speech,
2: I just did want to throw in there uh, that I saw a lot of people on Twitter who don't—I th- don't think have ever done drugs—making assessments of what kind of drugs John <laughs> Jr. was on. I, I'm just, I'll just leave it at that. I thought there was some bad, some armchair drug commentary on Twitter that was maybe a little inaccurate.
0: As someone who grew up in Florida in the 1970s and early 80s, I saw signs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll defer to your expertise. Man. That- <laughs> So, our next fuck that guy of the evening is Crazy Eye Dan Scavino, who, in the weirdest, <laughs> most, like, please get a restraining order against me before I kill again, <laughs> that stare was just mortifying. I felt like he was staring at me and, like, weighing my spleen with his eyes. <laughs> I'll have that for my supper. <laughs>
2: Dan Scavina, this is a real quote. I I had I had to write this down for the podcast. It's the only quote I wrote down for tonight.
1: You've done more homework than Rick and I combined.
2: Donald, the president is a kind and decent man. Who shows endless kindness to everyone he meets. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that might run contrary to what Miles said.
0: You know, the endless kindness <laughs> sharpen the fence spike so that it goes all the way through their flesh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gas, the immigrants. Bur- burning flesh.
2: Gas on the borders. Where are the alligators on the moat?
0: Yeah, Scavino was just – he was on my fuck that guy list. Not not as like one of these plotting, crafty, Trump world, you know, skeezy villains, but just as like this scary cult figure. Remember that movie Bob Roberts? No. At the end, there's a character that Jack Black plays. This is like fanatic kid following this campaign around, and he's just like – Staring and staring, I was like, "Stop looking at me, Dan."
1: It was awful. <laughs> Can we just have one more second on Dan Scavino? I, no one has ever said this in the history of the world, but you're a groundbreaker. I just you're, like, you're a leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One more second on Dan Scavino, but I feel like this is an important detail in just how like how professional this White House is. He was originally Trump's mm-hmm. caddy. Yeah. And
0: now he's a, he's the ambassador to QAnon and the White House Twitter caddy.
1: mean, the voice of the president. And he's yeah. and he's firing and out he's tweets also s- like he's
2: making policy.
1: <laughs> and he's speaking at the RNC, which is probably not something that is all that common for your president's caddy. Why do you think Scavino
2: made the cut and not Gobbles Miller?
0: No, what is what day of the month is it? It's the thir- 28th. <laughs> No, no, stop Stephen, it. Steven is in his molting phase. He's in his cocoon right now. And he's, he's going to shed his exoskeleton. And he will emerge Jesus like a Christ. beautiful butterfly on Labor Day. <laughs>
2: okay, if, if Molly got to go back to Scavino, I need to go back to one other thing about Ivanka, because that was, that was driving me crazy. I think that fucking, it just, everybody has this person in their life that, like, doesn't like the president, doesn't like the tweets, think he's an idiot, but, like, somehow they get convinced that, you know, he really does the, these one nice things, that they really like Ivanka, and I can just picture this woman with pearls who I know in my life, who lives in North Carolina, who's a swing voter, who was convinced by that bullshit and i just i have to admit it just really really upset me in a very deep way during her remarks that i that like i do think in a, in a weird way it was the only thing that might have kind of worked mm. for at least a couple people no
1: i don't know i feel like this is more rick's wheelhouse i mean to me the granddaughter of the communists with the ben Chons- Drawings like this is completely insane. I would never vote for any of these people. But here's
0: the characteristic of those swing voters. They are desperately trying to find a reason to stay with him. Right. They're terrified. They watch Fox. They're still terrified. They don't like him. They don't like the behavior. They don't they don't like the thing with COVID and the economy. They don't like the racism. But they're desperately terrified and they're looking for anything. So that's like last night. And honestly, the DC press does, this, does the same bullshit. Well, they like, they're like they like, well, everything else is batshit crazy, but Melania read several remarks, which seemed completely sane. Yeah. Let's write a 5,000-word yeah. think piece on Melania's influence on the White House. And so yeah. these, these swing voters will do the same bullshit, and they, they will try to convince themselves, well, you know, maybe he'll learn in the second term. Maybe he'll mature and grow into the office. Maybe, blah, blah, blah. That's what Ivanka's there for. Is yeah. to be that right. suburban meritocracy and smoothed out ambassador from Trump Trumplandia when we all know that most of them are batshit crazy. That's
2: exactly the voc- voter I was thinking about, Rick, and that's what pisses me off. Because fuck yeah,
0: her. no fuck her, yeah. fuck that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, so fuck swing voters except ones who might.
0: I just don't want anybody who's a lying, who's a lying mendacious scumbag like Ivanka trying to fool them into thinking that her father is not exactly. I've been given a fuck that guy from the White House and the Trump campaign. They have a fuck that guy. Their fuck that guy this oh, week yeah? is the Hatch Act because tonight... It was everything but people wearing like jumpsuits with NASCAR logo stickers all over them at, on the White House lawn, the Trump pimp signs. Right. I mean, as a guy who worked for George Herbert Walker Bush, if someone had come to him and say, Hey, we're gonna put giant campaign signs on the White House lawn and do campaign work here, they would have been out on their ass in a hot millisecond. The the dividing line between Trump org and Trump campaign and Trump brand and Trump Inc. and the White House and the and the the campaign—it's zero now. I mean, they—they they are unbelievably shameless, and I know part of the reason they're doing it is just to troll people like us to be pissed about it,
1: and also just because they're criminals and they don't give a fuck. Can we talk for a minute about the Mark Meadows the next day saying that that voters don't really care about the Hatch Act? Yeah,
2: this is such bullshit. And and I was a little mad at Rick in the intro for calling it a Castro-esque uh, performance. Because <laughs> it was like it's like a D-list Latin American chandelier. Like, like, who was the Paraguays, you know, (laughs) Caudillo in the 80s? Like, that's what this was. I mean, it was tacky. Yeah. Like, they're on the White House lawn in the white chairs and the tacky-ass Trump signs everywhere. I mean, like, Castro at least had a little bit of, you know, ambiance with his... (laughs) yeah panache and this is bullshit that people don't care about this I, I i wrote about this a little bit like this is the clinton lincoln bedroom scandal on steroids and everybody cared about the clinton. Right. like everybody talked about it rush talked about it for years i mean it, was, it dogged hillary all the way into the lazio race in 2000 they, that it was an issue you know and it wasn't appropriate by the way and it did dog them and they changed it so this dc conventional wisdom bullshit that like voters don't care about this well no voters will care about it if people will speak out about it, and if reporters take it seriously and write about it. And they're buying into Meadows' own BS. And and this is, like, it was it was despicable what they did tonight. Like, that picture made me want to retch when I first saw it on Twitter. And then the fireworks on the lawn? Like, this is our lawn.
1: This is not... And it was very enabled by that playbook thing. I mean, that was not... I mean, I just think, (laughs) you know, will voters care? Sorry, am I not supposed to say that? No, no, I'm
0: just saying... Playbook is, is very much sort of the conventional wisdom, and that and that this Meadows line, as Tim said, it became the conventional wisdom, like, eh, who cares, whatever, moving on. You know what voters don't care about? The Arms Export Control Act, which I believe I need to violate now, just because voters don't care about it. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of things that voters, voters don't care about pretty much anything.
0: No, they really don't. <laughs> like, yeah. They really but, don't.
1: I mean, I know this is not in our theme of Fuck That Guy, but I saw Kamala's speech during the middle of the day today. Don't ask why I was watching television in the middle of the day. But I thought like she really made the case that Democrats sort of were not able to make last week about how COVID is much worse here than anywhere else. And that's because of Donald Trump. And I don't know who saw that speech at two o'clock in the afternoon besides me, but I did think it it was a very well-litigated case against Donald Trump.
2: I saw the tweets about it, and I'm happy that she's out there doing that. We had uh, the, our Republican Voters Against Trump ad. She was hitting on this. we got this ad run in swing states next week, like uh, how you know her job was as a deputy assistant secretary for threat prevention. And so they had a pandemic plan. They spent two months doing nothing because Donald Trump didn't want his stock market to dip a couple of points. And yep. and, and they had yeah. people in there that were trying to stop it. And, and I do think that this is you know a critically important case that people need to make and, and here's the thing about this week going back to fuck that guy fuck these guys for telling a a fake and phony history of what happened during the coronavirus like some of the media outlets have done an okay job of trying to hold them accountable but but the democrats and i'm happy Kamala said it today and this is what we're doing and i know what rick's doing have got to spend the next three months reminding people just how bad he screwed this up because i'll tell you in these focus yeah. groups a lot of people want to give him a pass on this you know yeah. and, and 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 elizabeth's inside story t- tells the real truth on this and, and i'm happy Kamala was saying that but you know this whole convention was like you know oh the china virus and now i'm getting an amazing vaccine like the yada 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 to over like right. you know half the year <laughs> right
1: that is amazing
0: the idea that the witness is coming out of the administration now from miles to her and all these folks that are coming out and saying this i want them all to speak but it is going to take a lot of work to get that message out there are people out there who will still say things like well you know he did the best he could and he gets a participation trophy
2: yeah and it's who could have predicted it it was bad everywhere he keeps telling me the case death rate is good (laughs) i don't know what the case death rate is oh oh it's good because we have the most cases in the world by a million uh, uh, x oh got it and you hear it frequently in the in the focus groups
0: it's definitely one of those things we got to just keep pounding and pounding and pounding on going forward
1: It is also, it's interesting to me that they can't, thread the needle on like less people dead everywhere else. What is different? That they're not putting that together is is why I don't work in focus groups, because I would be like, I don't understand how you can be. I mean, I know there's just these people are just dete- like the whole, all of Trump is like this weird emotional reaction that has nothing to do with actual real stuff.
0: Well, yeah,
2: I, I think hopefully, you know, the numbers continue to change. I do think that, that what I've noticed in our groups that the mindset on has changed over the last three months. I mean, I think back in May, you, pretty much everybody in the groups was like, you can't blame him. What is he going to do? And and now, you know, at least it's mixed. And I think that probably by the time we get to early voting, we're going to have worse deaths per capita than every country in Europe, besides maybe Belgium. And so hopefully through our groups and other groups with some ads, we can be like, hey, you know, second worst? <laughs> I don't know how much more <laughs> what you can say to that, but um, but there definitely is a lot of self delusion out there on that.
0: Second place is first loser, Donald. <laughs> The New Abnormal is going to release a limited run series of bonus interviews over the next few weeks. Starting in August, we'll release a new one each Sunday. But listen carefully. Only Beast Inside members will have access to these. So head over to newabnormal.thedailybeast.com to join now. Your Beast Inside membership helps support the great reporting at The Beast and podcasts like The New Abnormal. Thanks. Let me let me say two things. First off, as we all know, I am a former Rudy guy and the arc of the tragic collapse of Rudy Giuliani into from crusading prosecutor to crusading mayor to 9/11 to the guy he is now. There has never been a more perfect exemplar of everything Trump touches dies. Because that speech tonight, it was at one point everything but the N-word when he was going and talking, you know, they're, they're coming, coming for you, for they're coming, coming for, you. for you, you know, to your, to your suburbs, suburbs, these black, black lives, lives matter. And the
2: weird part about that is that he he had a brief, at the very beginning, he had like one or two sentences that he was like, and George Floyd died, and it yeah. was terrible, and then we had this brief moment where we had a chance for everybody to come together. And I was like, when was that? Right. Right, I know, right. Uh, right. I when did the <laughs> I, I, I was like, wasn't he tweeting about looters in like two hours
1: after George Floyd? Yay. And then he was like radical Medical leftist, leftist
0: Democrats. Wanted
1: to. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. None of Rudy's speech made as big an impression on me as Rudy sitting there with whatever girlfriend or wife that girlfriend. is. And sweating profusely. Now, but did remember, you see remember, that? right that now in
0: D.C. Whiskey stress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right now. (laughs) Nobody else is, like, wringing out their shirt. Okay? You're sitting there. He's got, like, a... Wilbur...
0: No, no. Wilbur Ross... (laughs) That expression of Wilbur Ross's face was, I see the light now. I will go toward it. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave... I will shuffle off this mortal coil.
1: Can you imagine, though, if you're Wilbur Ross's wife? Okay, he's 8,000 years old. He recently got out of the hospital. He's had everything wrong with him in the world. And you're going to take him... ...to a super spreader event outside with no masks. So basically she's ready to get the money, right? <laughs> duh, duh. That's what's happening here. I right.
2: mean, his case fatality rate has got to be pretty high after that event.
1: The last big event like that killed Herman Cain. There were
0: 1,500 people there tonight from what I read. Well, they
2: wanted 1,500, but there were like 1,200. They had to move out some chairs. My quick Rudy fuck that guy is this. Uh, he literally said these words. Trump's disciplined work that work ethic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fuck that guy. guy. <laughs> Discipline work ethic. My God.
1: Uh, All good. right, I'm folks. Inside.
0: Let's get on to the big fuck that guy of the week, the one who deserves it the most, the apotheosis of shitty presidents, Donald John... Trump. Molly, what is your fuck that guy for tonight's speech?
1: Wait, what part of Yeah, what's your fuck that guy part? All 70 minutes of it were (laughs) infinitely... Actually, I knew because I was at a CPAC speech where he spoke for three and a half hours that, that he did this one speech as the longest speech he's ever given and I was there.
0: But wasn't some of that like riffing and improv?
1: Well, that's what all of his speeches, even on this one, he started talking about the house. It's the people's house. It's gorgeous. I like to think of it as a home. He always does some amount of riffing, which is why that speech was 70 minutes and not 25 minutes. I don't know, the sheer stupidity, and then him getting sweatier and sweatier, and the orange makeup, I mean, Tim probably has something more insightful to say. Um,
2: yeah, I, Well, the fuck that guy is obviously for making me watch for so long. I mean, it literally yeah. went on forever. <laughs> uh, so, I, we don't need to belabor that point, I guess. But, uh, you know, look, I, I thought it was interesting how he didn't really seem into it. You know? You know? like I, He didn't seem to have his heart in it. It's like usual. You know, he, he, he seems to enjoy his ass. Ad-libs. like he like enjoyed his ad-lib right. when he like made fun of joe biden for being a pedophile or kind of like tried to right. do a winky q and on pedo- joe biden's a pedophile joke enjoyed it when he was like joking about how he liked his old life better and like he enjoyed it when he like got to turn around at the white house that he was despicably standing in front of and be like i live in there now i get to rub it in yeah. most of the text of the speech like the whole illegal immigrant section which you would think would be this guy's bread and butter by now i mean he was stumbling over the lines and slamming blurring them mm-hmm. he wasn't landing the hit lines uh, speech was was very much kind of a state of the union-esque like wrote you know i'm gonna try to touch all these bases uh, you know i don't know last week joe biden gave his speech and it was forceful and passionate and the whole take from all the you know maga guys afterwards was how hard is it to read a teleprompter well pretty fucking hard for donald
0: tonight. Hard. i don't know um, <laughs> you know by the end of it he was leaning very heavily on podium but you know your your point tim is
1: but by the end of it we were leaning very heavily well, on the podium i mean not to but I mean, <laughs> but you know tim your
0: point is right though he there was a low energy speech if i may use a phrase you and i are familiar with that's me um yeah,
2: <laughs> okay, that's, that's triggering.
0: It was a low, it was very low energy speech. He was not into it. You're correct. You know, the truth with Donald Trump is always in the asides. When he's reading a speech on prompter, you know, he always wants to like look off and make a dick joke or look off and say something that he thinks is going to, you know, make everybody you know pay attention. But he stayed on prompter tonight. And ground his way through it. But it was, so. it was, the guy was working at it. It was not a fun speech for him. Uh, it also, by the way, a, a brief mini fuck that guy for the White House speechwriters. If you're going to have 16 people write a fucking speech, have one person look at it at the end and conform it so it sounds like one person <laughs> wrote the fucking speech so that it sounds like one person's reading the speech.
1: Too complicated. No one has time for that. There's golf and tweeting. But I was going to say, the thing that I'm always impressed with with Trump is that he has a lot of trouble reading.
2: Yes, you don't say.
1: (laughs) But I mean, when he gets up there, he's never practiced the speech because that's not, you know, his thing. And then he just can't. He sort of stumbles. And then he also finds reading very boring. So, I mean, every speech where he's not saying crazy shit is him being totally bored by mm-hmm. whatever they're making him read. My
2: favorite misread of tonight was um, we have pioneered the fatality. <laughs> yes, yes we done. have. <laughs> Fuck
1: that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I personally am extremely worried about people getting COVID from this. Like, it is a pandemic. Like, just because you're not interested in it doesn't mean that these people won't go home and spread this to their. I mean, don't you think there's a chance that this could be part of like a much larger public health disaster?
0: Well, I mean, he is, I mean, he is the head of the largest public health disaster in history, but this could be certainly, yeah, there could be some ancillary victims from this tonight because they were all sitting cheek by jowl sweating.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not worried about that, but I'm more worried about something else, and I'm hoping that Rick can talk me off the ledge here because maybe I just have PTSD. But as much of just a kind of rollicking, ridiculous shit show that all was mm-hmm. for four days, I do worry about those voters Rick was talking about who are looking for an excuse to to like Trump, and I and I worry that that we see a little bit of a bump from him because for this is the only reason because there was this group of voters who didn't like him, held their nose and voted for him, and for like five months now he's just reminded him reminded them why they hate him the tweets and the the press conferences in lafayette square and psycho morning joe and like for four days uh, it was pretty gross for all of us but but he kind of reminded them why he liked why they liked him maybe i'm a little worried i'm more worried about that than the covid super spreader
0: let me talk you off the cliff okay thank you donald trump for four days has had the shock collar on him they have been keeping him as much in the box as they can they've convinced him this is the big show that'll turn the numbers but we all know something about donald trump after he's been disciplined and held down by his staff for a couple of days on any on any item he has an equal and opposite reaction and goes fucking nuts and so he's going to tweet out some crazy shit tomorrow about that kid and. in, in Kenosha or something because he wants to go have fun now and he's, he's got no discipline whatsoever. So we'll be back to crazy Donald in a matter of minutes and whatever's happening in my role as the shitty Trump anthropologist, he will he's bored and restless and he will start talking shit because he just, he does it every time. We haven't talked about this yet, but the fact that they're down, they've pulled their ads down for the second time in a month. I suspect we're about to see a whole shit ton of rage, War ads, Um, because whatever wasn't working before, they pulled everything down. I think they're going to reset and go full on race war.
2: And, uh, and on that point, I know I'm not the host of the show, but I've only been invited on once, and I've had two bourbons, and I'm just ending <laughs> with my fuck that guy <laughs> yep. of everybody who is de-
1: Yes, we're very dressed that, up, fuck, up, on yeah, My yeah. fuck that
2: guy is everybody that is defending that 17-year-old asshole with the long gun who showed up as a junior cop, Jesus. and mm-hmm. everybody who's defending the cop that unloaded his clip into the back of Jacob Blake. I, I just, I have been, I, I thought I could not be astonished anymore, but the amount of even like the quasi-normal Trumpers, like on the more normal end of the spectrum, have, are, are all in on on this idea that like Jacob Blake might have had a knife in the floorboard of his car uh, that makes it okay to unload seven shots into his back with his kids looking on. I mean, it's fucking insane, and 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 it's it's like the widespread accepted view in in conservative media the last two days. And so anyway, I I think that that's a preamble to what's coming, and I think that you're Mm -hmm. exactly right about where the ads are going rick and fuck all those guys
1: but i do think that that's where it's coming for sure i mean i think we see that i think the police they didn't think that police ad was terrifying enough
2: well some breaking good news on this front i just peeked down at my twitter and jim acosta said a senior white house official told him that everybody's gonna catch this thing eventually (laughs) 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 i wish i was shitting you yeah
0: On that note, we'll wrap up this episode of The New Abnormal from The Daily Beast. In future episodes, we'll be talking with smart folks from The Daily Beast and beyond from media, culture, politics, and science who will help us understand what's happening to our country